This podcast is meant to start important conversations about medical health. In no way is this to replace a face-to-face discussion with your healthcare professional. Hello and welcome to How's It Hanging? I am your host, Paul Nelson. I'm so glad you're here today. Let's start off by talking about who we are, what we are, who I am, and why in the world we are doing yet another podcast about sex. I think I'll be able to convince you we're a little bit different than everyone else. First of all, who am I and why do I think I have any business talking to anyone about sex or sexual function or sexuality? No one is more surprised than I am that I'm sitting here at a microphone talking about this. This was never my life's ambition. It's a complete and utter trick of the universe that got me here. Let me start off by saying I had prostate cancer at the ripe old age of 45. I got my diagnosis at 45, and the next day my father died of prostate cancer. It was a rough period of life, let me assure you. But I went through the whole prostate thing. Uh, You discover at that age you can't have uh, radiation, you can't do anything. The only solution is surgery. So I found the world's best surgeon, at least that's what he said he was, And so I went in thinking, great, I'm going to be fine. And he said, don't worry, after my surgery, all my patients are perfectly fine. Well, he got all the cancer, and to this day, I'm fine. Thank you very much. But right after surgery, what he said about all that sexual function stuff, he kind of exaggerated. That's being nice. Suffice it to say, after everyone has prostate cancer surgery, there is a period of time where the nerves are damaged and things just don't work. You can be assured that at age 45, I was panic-stricken. So I started diving into what happened, how this happened, and what can I do about it. Now let me tell you, when you have cancer, there is all kinds of support all over the internet. There are dozens of communities where you can ask any question at all about the cancer experience, treatment, Uh, your experience sharing ideas, solutions, all that kind of stuff. So I figured after surgery, there had to be the same world for men who were experiencing erectile dysfunction or delayed ejaculation or anything. So I started searching for a community where I could ask my questions. And I searched and I searched and I searched. And I would be telling my friends, I can't find anything on the internet about erectile dysfunction. Of course, they burst out laughing. Even my wife, who is a librarian, was like, you're probably not using the right search terms. But I'm going, what other search terms do I use? Erectile dysfunction, ED, you name it. Anyway, after several months of this, I finally decided, and everyone agreed, there was nothing on the internet where a guy could go and ask questions from other guys about their experience in dealing with erectile dysfunction. So in 2009, I started franktalk.org. And believe it or not, to this day, it still remains essentially the only website for erectile dysfunction that's not a commercial. There are now about 50,000 men a month on there, most of them just reading. But uh, we welcome everyone. But it expanded, and now the topics include premature ejaculation, delayed ejaculation, uh, post-orgasmic illness syndrome, uh, chronic pelvic pain syndrome. In fact, just about any issue that guys have with sexual function, somebody is talking about it at franktalk.org. 
So once I started doing that, I had to learn a lot for myself, and I started learning as much as I could about all the medical side effects of erectile dysfunction and how to treat them and all that kind of stuff. But it was one day a friend of mine pointed out that the real crisis in men was not in their penis. The real crisis for these guys was in their view of their human sexuality, who they were as men, and suddenly their whole world has turned upside down because nothing works the way it used to. Men were completely lost. That little conversation changed my life, and it changed the whole approach to Frank Talk and the work that I was doing. Long story short, I was hired by Mount Sinai Hospital here in Manhattan to speak to patients, and then eventually the doctor I work for now, Dr. Michael Werner, hired me to come be a male sexuality counselor and sex therapist at mazemenshealth.com. So now I see about 1,200 men a year. I'm a licensed therapist. I'm a clinical sexologist and sex educator. I spend all day talking to men about their penises. We talk about the medical treatments. We talk about how to make things work, how to maintain the relationships, how to maintain fun sex. And along the way, of course, the one who learned the most was me. The biggest secret I learned was that when we talk about sex, almost all men were talking about performance, performance ability, performance anxiety, performance everything. And the realization is that men had been doing sex all wrong because it's what we were taught. We shouldn't be performing when it comes to sex. We need to start playing. Men are desperately trying to do sex right. Men are trying to please their partner. Men are trying to gain uh, approval of themselves and to themselves from doing sex right. And it's all about their dick. And the fact is, sex has nothing to do with your dick. Sex is a fun exchange of energy between two people that can involve your dick. But ideally, it involves your whole body. This is a complicated topic. It takes a while to unravel. And you know what? I've discovered a lot of guys need to hear this again and again before they finally get it. And they go, wow, everything I learned from my teenage friends was not accurate. And nope, your teenage friends were all wrong. So that's what brought us here. Now, why are we doing this? What are our goals for how's it hanging? The fact is, when it comes to Western medicine, where everyone works in silos, urologists, sexuality experts, they figure if they can get a guy an erection or if they can get a guy to have an ejaculation there, their job is done. But the fact is, it's way more complicated than that. When it comes to sex, we're dealing with mental health, such as depression or anxiety. We are dealing with physical health, and that is a huge topic. But we are also dealing with education. The fact is, most of us learned how to have sex from teenagers and porn. And so basically, everything we know about sex is wrong. That's kind of a sobering thought, but a lot of my patients find a big relief when they go, oh my God, it's not my fault that I don't know what I'm doing, or that I'm trying to live up to this fantasy version of what sex is supposed to be, and it's just not working. Sex isn't fun, or my wife doesn't like sex, or my boyfriend doesn't like sex, or whatever. We're going to bring the fun back into sex so that we can have people play, have good sexual health. Everything is always on the menu, but now you have a choice of what you want to take on the menu. We try to stay true to that mission of providing you with the best information and educational material we can. We're up to date with the latest scientific and clinical treatments and options and scientific thinking about sex. And at the same time, we're always learning from every resource we can imagine to help you 
with your sex life. When we started this project, we were looking around to see how other people were doing it. And the fact is, I was getting a little bit frustrated because therapists kept talking about feelings or parents or positions or, you know, orgasms. It was always about how to have sex or it was replacing the rules we learned from porn with rules of therapists. So ultimately, we just saw a need and we're filling in a gap that exists in the blogosphere and the potosphere. We're here to talk about the balance between science, mental health, and education. We hope you learned something along the way, and please be in touch. Ask us any questions you want. We are here for you. You can email us at howsithangingpodcast at gmail.com. So to kick things off, I went to my Frank Talk community of thousands of men, and I put it out there. I said, what questions would you like to ask? They came at me with a whole bunch of questions. I picked a few highlights, and these are the questions I hear every week from my patients. So let's just start at the top, and let's see what we learn. First, I've got a question from Ben, age 35, from Oklahoma. Ben says, I'm six foot four. I'm in great shape. I'm good looking, but my penis is only around five inches long. I am miserable because I know I'll never please a woman with this penis. Is there any way to make it bigger? Oh, Ben, welcome to the world of probably seeing way too much porn. The fact is, the average penis is 5.16 inches. So that's five and a tenth of an inch. Your penis is right at the average point. Several interesting scientific things. The average vagina is five inches deep. Most women, if you ask them, the vast majority of women are really not that interested in the size of your penis. They want you to be in love with them. They want you to have fun with their bodies. They want you to be able to play and laugh and make them feel special and make them feel wanted and make them feel desired. When it comes to expressive body parts, how expressive is your penis? It kind of is just there, right? I mean, your hands are way more expressive than your penis is. Your penis, I guess you could slap them with it or rub it on them but or poke them with it. But when it comes to sexual stimulation, there's way more to sex than your penis in a vagina. I'm going to tell you, one of the guests we have talking, Laura Desiree, she talks about the fact that men, even her, who is a sex professional, she talks about the fact that men are way too concerned about the size of their penis. Women just want you to have fun with them. It's about connecting. It's not about your dick. I know you're thinking that's easy for whoever's to say because they don't have a five-inch penis. Well, listen, most men have a penis that's between four and a half and five and a half inches long. That's the majority of men in the world. You are perfectly average. It's perfectly fine. Get out there and learn how to make love, not just stick your dick in a vagina. Another question from John, age 43. John writes, here's a question for you. Does your ED sometimes make you hesitate to have sex when you're horny because of either fear of failure or all the stuff you need to do to get hard? Oh, John, here's the problem. We are defining sex and intercourse as the same thing. The fact is, I want you to have sex. It's really common that guys pull away from having sex with their partner because they're like, oh, I don't want to start something I can't finish. So, because I can't get an erection and stick it inside someone, I'm not going to have any sex at all. So, that means if I don't touch my partner, I won't be reminded that I can't get an erection and I'll be happier. The problem is your partner is going, 
what is wrong with me? He doesn't he like me anymore? Listen, sex is not about your dick. First of all, let's say I, I think you are married to a woman. That's what I remember from this question. I tell guys all the time, if you cover your wife head to toe in coconut oil, give her a great massage, and then lick it all off, she's probably not going to wonder where your dick is. That is really fun sex. You can make her laugh. You can make her giggle. You can make her moan. You can make her squirm. You can do all kinds of things with enough coconut oil and a lot of creativity. Your penis really is not that big a deal of a fun sex time. Now, listen, we will get you erections. I guarantee through medical science, we can get you a boner even after you are dead. So the fact that you are alive makes it a lot easier. So the fact that you can't get an erection doesn't mean you shouldn't have sex. It just means you may not have intercourse. But guess what? Sex is not intercourse and intercourse is not sex. So we want you to have sex and that means play, laugh, have fun, touch, kiss, lick, bite, nuzzle, uh, rub, spank, you name it. That's all fun stuff. Try tying each other up. Try a hairbrush. Try a necktie. Try whipped cream. Any of that stuff. Laugh and have a good time. Just because you don't have an erection, don't stop having sex and don't stop playing. Our next question from Quinton, age 27. This is a very common question. I get this all the time. Quinton writes, I think I had an orgasm flaccid. Is this possible? Yes, Quinton, it is possible. And yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Sorry. <laughs> We've got it. But it's funny what we believe about our bodies. We have this belief that somehow erections and orgasms and ejaculations are all interconnected. They are not. They are three entirely separate bodily functions. And yes, they can happen together. They sometimes do. And for many men, they always do. But the fact is, an erection is just your body's relaxation of the tissue in the penis and the blood rushes in. That's an erection. You can have an orgasm and ejaculation flaccid, or you can have it with an erection. It doesn't matter. When it comes to an orgasm, an orgasm is a pooling of chemicals and dopamine in your brain that gets all sucked up at the same time and you get that wonderful euphoria feeling. That's an orgasm. That has nothing to do with an ejaculation. They tend to happen around the same time, but the next time you're masturbating, be really observant. You will notice that you either have your ejaculation a little before or a little after your orgasm. It makes a difference and it does change the orgasm. Finally, an ejaculation. This is a lower spinal cord reflex, which is part of your sympathetic nervous system. This is the part of your system that makes you jumpy or ticklish or giggly or startled or whatever. And if you think about an orgasm, yes, it's convulsion of muscles and semen comes out. A lot of guys, unfortunately, have a condition called ejaculatory anhedonia, where when they ejaculate, it doesn't feel good at all. It feels like nothing. It feels like urinating. So you can ejaculate all by yourself, with an erection, or with an orgasm? Who knows? All of these things are separate, and yes, I'm glad you experienced the idea of an orgasm flaccid. A lot of guys who have severe erectile dysfunction are pleased to discover they can still have a lot of pleasure even with a flaccid penis. I have a question here from Jonathan44. Jonathan went to his urologist, but he was no help. He gave him pills, but the pills don't work. What does he do now? 
Uh, Jonathan, one thing I have to remind you here, your urologist, he really was not trained to be a sex doctor. The average urologist got no training in sexual medicine. I mean, zero. Not one seminar, not one class, not one discussion. People don't realize that the full name of a urologist is a urologic surgeon. When doctors enter medical school, they decide whether they go into internal medicine or surgery. So the guys who are going into surgery, they either become brain surgeons or thoracic surgeons or orthopedic surgeons, or in our case, a urological surgeon. And a urologic surgeon is taught to cut up kidneys and bladders and urethras and prostates and seminal vesicles and all those kinds of things. These guys are surgeons. They're necessary. I want surgeons to be dedicated to the craft. But to expect your urologic surgeon to be an expert at sexual medicine is a tall order. So it's not your fault. You didn't know better. You need to find someone who is a sexual medicine specialist. Often they are a urologist who's decided he doesn't want to do as much surgery and he wants to do urologic sexual medicine. So the pills don't work. No big deal. We have lots of other things for you. The next uh, line of treatment would be the penile injections. Don't worry. They do not hurt. They sound scary, but they don't. Uh, you can read about them on Frank Talk if you want to talk to guys who have them. But basically, it's a diabetic insulin needle. It's tiny. It goes into the side of your penis at the base. It does not hurt at all. And within 10 minutes, you've got an astounding erection. That's the next thing you should be trying. If that doesn't work, there are other things we can do. There is electric shockwave therapy, which helps uh, enhance blood flow. But finally, there is the penile implant or the prosthetic uh, penile implant. What it is essentially a couple of water balloons they insert into your penis and they install a pump inside your scrotum so nobody can tell what's going on. You can be in the shower room at the gym, no one can see anything, or you can have sex with someone. They have no clue that you've got this prosthesis. You reach down, you pump it up surreptitiously, and you've got an erection that is as hard as your kitchen counter. It's unbelievable. The great news about that is as hard as you want for as long as you want, whenever you want. Orgasm's natural, ejaculation is natural, everything feels the same. So listen, the fact that the pills aren't working, that's just the first symptom. Go back to your doctor, find a sexual medicine expert, and figure out why the pills didn't work. Maybe you were taking them wrong, but then move on to the next stage. We want to get you back into the saddle having sex again as soon as possible. We have a really interesting question from Kevin, age 32. A little background on this question. This is a situation that affects about 20% of all men. It's a really common and very frustrating uh, situation. It is probably the most misdiagnosed feature in men's health today. Kevin writes, I have a weird and frustrating situation. I sometimes have ED and sometimes it's okay. I notice I get weird pains in my taint. I get pain after ejaculation sometimes. It comes and it goes. Sometimes there's a weird pain even at the tip of my penis. The doctor said there's nothing wrong with me. Another doctor said I have prostatitis. He gave me some antibiotics and things got better for a while, but then it came back. This is driving me nuts. I can't live like this. Kevin, I am sure from what you are describing, again, I can't diagnose you. I'm not a medical doctor, but I'm going to beg you to go to a physical therapist because I believe you have all the classic symptoms of a condition called chronic pelvic pain syndrome. Now, this is a 
condition uh, that they often thought only women got, but the, the fact is men get it just as bad as women do. Let's back up a little bit. Your pelvic floor muscles are a whole network of muscles that support your guts. Um, these muscles control uh, bowel movements, they control urination, they wrap around the base of your penis. So basically they control everything below your belt buckle. Now these muscles with almost all of us because we don't exercise them, they're very weak. And guess what? If you know uh, by going to the gym, weak muscles tend to go into spasm. So the profile of the guy with chronic pelvic pain syndrome is, interestingly enough, they tend to be in good shape. They are usually on the thinner side. They often carry their stress and their tension in their stomach, not in their shoulders, right? My neck is always stiff because that's where I carry my stress. Guys who carry their stress in their stomach, it tends to radiate into their pelvis. Symptoms of chronic pelvic pain syndrome are all the things you heard from Kevin, plus any urination issues that are kind of weird, a thin stream, it takes, a time, it takes time to start urinating. It may stop and start. You may dribble a lot the, at the end of urination. You can have bowel issues. You can have diarrhea. You can have constipation. You can poop once and then have to poop again in 10 minutes. All of these things are just kind of weird. The reason when the doctor gave you antibiotics is because antibiotics have an anti-inflammatory property. So that was the equivalent of like giving you some Advil or something like that, and it really helped the inflammation. And guess what? You are feeling a little bit better for a couple days, but you stopped taking the pills, and these unhappy muscles came back with a vengeance. You must go to a specialist who specializes in pelvic floor therapy. Most physical therapists don't get this training. The website I send everyone to is www.pelvicrehab.com. This website is from the Herman Wallace Institute, and they are the leading experts on training physical therapists for uh, pelvic floor dysfunction. Kevin, the good news is 16 to 20 visits with a physical therapist, and you will be cured, okay? It's probably going to be a lifelong condition. You'll have to battle, but once you know what it is, you will see improvement. We can get you functioning again. We can get you back on your feet. You can get back to having pain-free sex. So go to pelvicrehab.com, find a specialist, let us know what happens. Kyle, age 22, has a good question. And boy, if I could bottle this, I'd be rich. Kyle says, how can I tell if the erectile dysfunction is in my head or not? Well, first, Kyle, I'm sure you're feeling a lot of embarrassment or shame that at 22 you're having any erection issues. First of all, let me tell you something right now. 20% of men in their 20s have erectile dysfunction problems. Okay, so you are not alone. You're not a weirdo. You're not a loser. You're not less than. You are just one of the unfortunate 20% of men your age who are having erection issues. So it's really easy for professionals and sex therapists. I hate to say it. I'm embarrassed to say it that sex therapists contribute to the problem by saying, oh, it's all in your head. The fact is we don't know. So that's why. Anytime your body is not working properly, it is a medical problem. So if your elbow weren't, weren't working right, or if your knee weren't working right, you wouldn't say, oh, it's all in my head. Now, you know, it could be that, you know, I have a lot of stress in my neck, and yeah, my neck is kind of tight. I can guess that it's probably some stress that's doing that. 
But when it comes to your penis, we just don't know. So first, I don't know where you live, but if you could please find a sexual medicine specialist to do a complete workup. Let's check your testosterone. Let's do a Doppler ultrasound of your penis so that we can look at the blood flow and see how much blood is coming in and how much is going out and whether it's trapping or not. We need to find out your sleeping habits. We need to find out what drugs or alcohol you're taking. Uh, how are you having sex? How are you trying to have sex? Um, are you on prescription drugs? Uh, is there, who knows, believe it or not, I had a patient who was 19 years old and he had a genetic birth defect. He was never able to get an erection in his life. And he had been told for years that it was in his head. It was tragic. Eventually, by the time he was 19, we did get him in touch with the right doctor. He got a penile implant and he was happy as can be. So, first of all, let's start with the first step. Call your doctor. Even, no matter what, call your doctor. But I'm going to tell you right now, do you notice at night, do you get erections? Do you notice in the morning you get erections? I'm going to ask you, how are your erections for masturbation? If the answer is you get great masturbation erections and you get erections at night, you wake up in the morning with erections, chances are, I could be wrong, it still could be medical, chances are it's mostly anxiety. Notice I did not use the term, it's in your head, because it's never in your head. If you want to know the reality, it's in your blood. When we are anxious, when we are stressed, when we are nervous, anytime we're having sex and we're trying to do it right or we get anxious, we're like, oh my God, I want to impress this girl or this boy. I don't care who you're having sex with. Anytime we get anxious about sex, we release a little bit of adrenaline. And if you remember, adrenaline is the fight or flight hormone. So guess what? You can't fight or flight with a raging boner. So the first thing your body does is it shrivels up your dick and gets it out of the way so you can hoof it away from the lion or whoever it is that's trying to kill you or eat you alive, okay? So if you're suffering anxiety and it's causing your penis to go away, we can work with that. We can give you medications to overcome that and we can give you medications to help you get erections. The idea is we treat you in a holistic manner. We get you up and running medically. We do the same therapy. We do education to teach you how to have better, more fun sex and less worrying about performing. And guess what? Nothing breeds success like success. We can get you erections. We can get you playing. And guess what? Eventually, we're able to taper you off the medication and you don't need it at all anymore. But all of that is presuming your erection issues are from anxiety. I don't know, you don't know, a sex therapist doesn't know, nobody knows. That's why you have to go to a doctor and get checked out thoroughly before you do anything else. Look for a sexual medicine expert. Go to sexhealthmatters.org. That's the home of the Sexual Medicine Society of North America. They have a list of uh, sexual medicine providers there. I have a question from Monica. This is a woman who is 41 years old, and I get this question from women all the time. Monica writes, how do I get my husband to get help for his erectile dysfunction? He just keeps retreating and won't do anything. I'm desperate to help him, but I can't figure out how. Monica, one of the hardest things I have to tell someone like you is the fact is there is nothing you can do. This is a problem your husband has. This is a problem he has to address, and it's a problem he has to take care of. Now, 
I understand the idea that he could be overwhelmed, he could be suffering depression, he could have crippling anxiety, he could have all these things. So the only thing you can do is, I hate to say it, give him an ultimatum. And you have to decide, is this how you want to live the rest of your life? If so, if you don't mind living like this, then carry on. There's really nothing you can do. However, you say, listen, you either get help or we talk about our relationship. I would encourage you, first of all, even if your husband won't go, I want you to see a therapist. You need to figure out these are some pretty strong feelings and emotions you're dealing with. Um, and at its essence, if your husband is not willing to take care of his erections to help your marriage, we are facing a relationship issue, not a sex issue. Okay, I know that's hard to hear, but if he's not willing to fix things, to keep the marriage intact and alive and thriving and growing and progressing, evolving and making it a fun journey together, there's something he's not telling you. So it could be depression, it could be anxiety. Both of those are overwhelming. In that case, you can say, I'm going to make the appointment and I'll drive you. But beyond that, there's really nothing you can do. And I'm sure that's disappointing to hear. I would say, encourage him to get help give him an ultimatum, and if he doesn't, you're left with a decision that you have to make, and that's why you need a therapist. Now, yes, a couples therapist can definitely help you, and it can help give him some motivation. I would say please send him to franktalk.org where he can see that there are thousands and thousands and thousands of other men who are experiencing what he is, and they got help, and they are happy, and a lot of these guys have gone on to lead full and satisfying sex lives. Again, this is not your fault. There's nothing you can do. All you can do is take care of yourself. Our next question is Steve, age 24. Oh, I love this question. Steve says, I can't come with oral sex. I love it, but nothing happens. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I love the fact, oh, Steve, I'm so sorry you think there's something wrong with you. I know, we learned that oral sex, oh my God, in the movies, they, like, they, they come all over the place. This is amazing. Now, the truth is, I think men love the idea of oral sex. Men love the vision of oral sex. Oral sex has a lot of mystique. It has a lot of whatever. It's a lot of fun. But the assumption that you think that something's wrong with you because you can't ejaculate with just oral sex is unfortunate. First of all, I don't know the percentage, but I think it's probably close to 50% of men cannot climax through oral sex. So I have to back up and say, okay, why are you... I mean, I guess... I understand why you want an orgasm, but I hope you don't feel less of a man or less sexual or less whatever because you can't climax from oral sex. I want you to look at oral sex as just one more fun activity that you and your partner can do. There are no rules. It's like, ooh, oral sex must lead to an orgasm. Where did that rule come from and why do you believe that? Listen, it's getting in the way of your having fun. When you're getting oral sex or giving oral sex, I want you to think, wow, this is so much fun. I'm laughing. I'm having a good time. That right there is worthwhile. What you're doing, having fun with oral sex, boom, end of subject. Don't worry about a climax. Climax, eh, climax, how, whatever, what works for you. If you can only climax from using your hand, great. Your partner shouldn't think any less of themselves or you because that's how you have to climax. So there, don't worry about the fact that you can't climax from oral sex. Most men can't. Oh, I have another question here from another 24-year-old. There's something about 24-year-olds. They have a lot of questions, but that's because they're young and 
I'm glad I'm not 24 again. <laughs> this is Peter. Peter writes, I think I have premature ejaculation. How do I last longer? Well, I wasn't sure what was going on, so I, I confess I did have to reach out to Peter, and I emailed him because the thing about premature ejaculation is you get to define it. There is no definition of premature ejaculation that a doctor can give you or a sex educator or a sex therapist. Here's the definition of premature ejaculation. When a man ejaculates faster than he wants to and it causes distress to either him or his partner. Did you hear that? If it causes distress to him or his partner, if it doesn't bother you and it doesn't bother your partner, who cares? Now, I did reach out to Peter and he said, they have intercourse for about 10 minutes. I had to laugh. Peter, if you can last 10 minutes, okay, I guess you get to define if that's too short for you, but I will confess to you listeners, I also asked Peter if he had ever asked his girlfriend, that's who he was having sex with, how long she wanted to have intercourse. Peter has never asked his girlfriend how long she wanted his penis in her vagina. I said, Peter, this is a really important piece of information. Now, she may say some days I want it in there a long time. Some days I'd want it in there not at all. Some days they want it in there just a few minutes. I asked him, has your girlfriend ever complained about you lasting 10 minutes? Peter said, no. I said, why do you think you have premature ejaculation? And Peter said, because it didn't last as long as the movies. Oh, Peter, we have a lot to talk about. Don't compare any performance based on what you see in porn. I probably am going to surprise you. The average length of intercourse in the United States of America is three and a half to four minutes. That is the average. In fact, it is now longer now than it used to be, and we think it's because of porn. Intercourse used to be under three minutes. Folks, we're mammals. We are meant to procreate and uh, make babies really quickly. Most men uh, are able to ejaculate quickly. So, Peter, your job is to first ask your partner how long she wants to have intercourse. And you can ask her that every single time you have sex. You're not a mind reader. She might say, oh, I want a long session today. Or no, a quickie would be great. So, figure out how long you want to have intercourse every time and then just enjoy it for what it is. Here's a really interesting question. This is from Colby. He's 45 years old. Colby writes, I take too long to come. What can I do to come faster? It used to be fine, but over the last five years, it is getting harder. Okay, Colby, this is a perfect thing to take up with a sexual medicine provider. First of all, are you on any prescription drugs for like uh, high blood pressure? Are you on any SSRIs for depression or anxiety? Are you uh, drinking more? Are you, has anything changed? Take a look at all your medical drugs and then I want to take a look at all your recreational lifestyle drugs like alcohol or pot or anything. Second of all, let's ask the question, how fast do you want to come? Is it taking 45 minutes? Are you trying to come through intercourse? Is your partner a female or a male? Listen, a lot of women don't want you pounding their vagina for 45 minutes. That just hurts. So if you think, I can only ejaculate in a vagina, that's the rule. No, that's a bad, that's a bad lie we've all been taught. So figure out how long you want to have intercourse. What is your goal? We can get you there. 
One interesting medical intervention we can do is please talk to your doctor. No, you may not go to India and get these drugs. You know you may not go online and get these drugs. You, drugs. you must talk to your doctor about a drug called Welbutrin. This is a kind of antidepressant, but it is its own category called uh, dopamine agonist. And what this does is it increases dopamine in your brain and it lowers the threshold to make it easier to reach climax. If we gave you, for example, Zoloft, it would be almost impossible to climax. Wellbutrin makes it easier to climax. We can also try Adderall. We can also try Cabergoline. There are a few other drugs that are out there, but let's use the drug to get things back to where they want to be and let's then figure out what the problem is, take care of the problem, and then we can taper off the drugs. I have questions about how much stimulation you're getting, how much sensation, and how much arousal you are in. I know it seems crazy. Guys think that when they have a boner, they are aroused. The fact is, it's not always true. We get boners, and we're not aroused. We can be having sex, and we are really not that aroused. Now, one complicated question. We don't know your testosterone levels. If you have low or suboptimal testosterone, it is going to be very difficult to reach climax. Again, this means going to your doctor, getting everything checked out. We don't want to find out that your testosterone levels are just above 300. We want to find out where your optimal testosterone levels should be. This is going to take time. It's not one quick blood test. It's a lot of work. Okay? So, how do you come faster? Good question. Go to your doctor. Let's get everything taken care of. Let's take a look at your medications. Let's take a look at the drug or alcohol use. Let's take a look at testosterone. Let's figure out how you're trying to have uh, an orgasm. Is it through just vaginal intercourse? Then let's try something else. We also may need to get you out of your head. A lot of men get trapped thinking about, okay, where am I going to come? Am I coming? Am I coming? No, I'm not coming. I got to come. Oh, my God, I come. I got to come. When you're thinking like that, you will never come. That's called being trapped in your head. We often have guys use a prostate stimulator while they're having intercourse. They will uh, pop in a thing called an aneros. It's just a small, thin little prostate massager that you can use during intercourse, and it will rub your prostate while you're thrusting, and some guys, that pushes them right over the edge. Other guys, we have uh, vibrators that guys use, like a body massager, a Hitachi magic wand, um, all kinds of things. So listen, it's a long process. Let's figure out what's going on medically. Get that out of the way. And let me know if things don't get better after a medical intervention. And let's figure out what else we can do. I have a question from Kelly, age 34. This is great. Kelly writes, I tried Viagra and I got terrible headaches. Also, it costs a fortune. Okay, Kelly, yes. Viagra often has side effects. There are four drugs out there. One of them is bound to be a little bit better. So if you can't tolerate Viagra, stop taking it. I also want to point out that both Viagra and Cialis are off patent now. You can get generics of those. They're called Sildenafil and Tadalafil. You can't get them usually from your local drugstore. If you go to your doctor and they don't know about them, you're going to the wrong doctor go to a urologist who specializes in sexual medicine and they should be able to get you generic Cialis or Levitra for about $1 or $3 a pill. Another good resource are the online uh, men's health sites, Get Roman or 
www.forhims.com. You see a doctor online, they will prescribe it, and they have generics there as well. One newer drug that I really love, and I just so you know, full disclosure, I do get paid sometimes to be a consultant for them, so but I'm not, this is this is not tainted by that. What I love about this new drug called Stendra, S-T-E-N-D-R-A, is that it works in 15 minutes. You can take it with food or alcohol, and it has virtually no side effects. So if you just need a bit of a boost, you have moderate ED, mild ED, I would say try the generics because they don't cost very much, but please take a look at Stendra. It's an amazing second-generation ED drug that you should have no side effects with. Brian, age 47, writes, Help, I'm a diabetic and I have ED. I went to my endocrinologist and he gave me Cialis. It did not do anything. I'm freaking out. What can I do? Brian, 75% of men who have diabetes have erectile dysfunction. You should have known this. You should have been told this. And I'm so sorry you weren't. Even the young men I see who are diabetics at, you know, in their 20s, I say, by the way, you are almost certainly going to develop erectile dysfunction. Don't panic when it happens. We can take care of you. When it comes to diabetes, there are two things that could be going on. First, it's called be vascular. The presence of insulin and high sugar in the blood can really damage the lining or the endothelial cells of the blood vessels. These are the cells that give you an erection. So the diabetes itself could have killed the cells that are giving you an erection. Also, there's the just neuropathy. Diabetes causes nerves to be sick and not function so well. We need nerve endings in our penis to secrete nitric oxide to jumpstart these erections. If the nerves aren't working, erections aren't going to work. So as a diabetic, you have two strikes against you. There are two things that could be going on preventing an erection. So the Cialis didn't do anything. Not uncommon. Often the diabetic world, the oral medications don't work. We have to move you straight to the penile injections. Don't panic. They don't hurt. Um, go to a good sexual medicine specialist. These drugs are generally uh, Trimix, Bimix, or there's one uh, prostaglandin which goes under the brand name of Edex or Caverject. One of these combinations is bound to work for you. Don't give up. Find a sexual medicine specialist. Go to sexhealthmatters.org or if you go to franktalk.org, there is a physician finder at the top of the page. Find a doctor near you who's a sexual medicine expert. A diabetic does need special care with, when it comes to erections. You are a little bit more complicated. We want to make sure everything else is working. Okay? Don't give up. Even if you have diabetes and the pills don't work, we have lots to do. Again, at the final option, if it's an implant, don't worry. Men love it. There, that's it for this session. I have to thank all the people who sent me these questions. They're great. I get these questions all the time. So listeners, please send us your questions to howsithangingpodcast at gmail.com. As you can see, there's almost nothing we can't talk about. Uh, if things aren't working... We want to help you get things working again. Whatever it takes to get your sexual goals accomplished, we're going to help you. Thanks for listening in and thanks for being part of this fun new experiment and adventure with How's It Hanging.